millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Croversation. How are we enjoying the episodes so far? Are they good? Tell me I'm good. <laughs> I really enjoyed them, so I'm pretty sure that you all will as well. If you haven't managed to uh, listen to them all yet, please do. Every episode is juicy as hell, like a like a ripe peach, but like a really fleshy one too. Not just all juice, no, no bite. These are all bite, all juice. <laughs> Anyways, I am feeling the bronies, the brownouties this week. Yesterday, oh, here we are on Monday. Yesterday, Sunday, the uh, usual day I release my episodes, I got locked out of my house. <laughs> I didn't even pick up my keys. It's not like I lost them or anything. It's just ADHD 101. Where the fuck is my brain? And is my head attached? If I if I had a if I had a penny for every time I'd heard that, I would have at least a few thousand pounds. It's better than nothing. <laughs> so this week I have a truly phenomenal chat for you to eavesdrop on uh unfortunately whilst we were recording our chat um zoom obviously it times out after 30 minutes because who's gonna pay for pro now uh, did i just out myself whoops and it kept cutting us off every 30 minutes so the m- middle 30 minute section the recording i don't know what the hell's happened to it but it's only two minutes long which is not it, no. However, we still have a whole hour of juicy, juicy chat with this absolute mega babe. So many strings in her bow. Like, what a fucking incredible human being. And uh, we only met recently as well. Horrific circumstance, but um, I just had this overwhelming need to find this person after I saw them comment on a post online, and I was like, <gasps> I need to find this person. She, she seems to know A, what's going on, and B, seems to just be a bit like me. 
and we are pretty fucking similar, babe. But you know, I've only got mega babes in my life, haven't I? So everybody's the same. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Anyway, enough of my verbal. <laughs> I'm going to go and crawl back into my bed and put a bed time on until anybody needs me. Merry Christmas. No, it's not Christmas yet. I heard my first Christmas song the other day, though, y'all. It's coming. It's coming. Anyway, my guest this week is the absolute powerhouse, Chris J. She used to have a podcast called All The Way with Chris J. <laughs> it's just the best. How cool is that? And... um she also does a hundred other things, which I haven't even managed to scratch the surface, babe. But um, something I would really like y'all to notice due to, um, I don't know, the current culture war raging around trans people is uh, how much sacrifice Chris J has made to be able to pursue her transition and live her truth and her life. And for those of y'all that think it's a fad, please take note of the real human being that is here behind um, what has become a buzzword or trigger word or whatever. So yeah, in case it was unclear, trans women are women. And Chris J is my amazing guest for this week. So you beautiful humans. Please enjoy a slightly cut short, but still juicy, ripe, and delicious as ever. <laughs> we are episode 53 with Chris J on Corovisation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Conversation. I have such a lovely, lovely, sweet guest for you tonight. Tonight, today, whenever the hell you're listening to this, I'm not in charge of your life. Time is a construct anyway, so who cares? But my beautiful humans, please give a lovely warm welcome to a fellow sex worker, a fellow podcaster, and we definitely have a hundred million other things more in common, but I've saved that conversation for this very podcast for you to enjoy. Please welcome the angel, Chris J. Hey, Chris J. Hey, my love. How are how you? How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm buzzed to be here. I'm so excited to be included. <gasps> You're such a perfect guest. Like, uh, I've been looking for guests for the last few months, really. This is a, a little restart up of my podcast. And then I saw you speaking about your podcast that you're thinking of starting up again. And it was just a match made in heaven. Yeah, it's really cool when you kind of just connect with somebody that's kind of in the same place and you can just bounce those ideas off of one another. Honestly, because... validating, right? Yeah, because I haven't done my podcast for a couple of years now because obviously going through, well, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm I'm a trans gal, hi. Um, but going through transition, like, it takes up so much time and emotion and energy that I just haven't had the chance to kind of sit down and think, what do I want to do and what do I want to say with this podcast? And I'm not somebody that, like, 
will ever shut the fuck up. I was so, gonna say you're the perfect guest. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty open book. So oh, oh you're such a sweetie. For sure. Honestly, and I guess especially with the really toxic environment towards trans people right now, it's it's just getting through like it's exhausting. Like just existing when wait, people are wait, 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 babe, hold on a sec. Is it is it a toxic environment in the UK for trans people right now? I did not Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I haven't I haven't really seen any of it. I don't really understand what people are yeah, saying. Yeah, no. I, I, de- I definitely did not get spat out on the street the other week. Oh, that would be happen. awful. I can't imagine any British good person doing that. Like, I know, right? Seriously. It would never happen in England. Not, not, not the British people. No, not, <laughs> not people the British people. They would never do that. Historically speaking, they are just the kindest, nicest people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't claim them, babe. No, it's, 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 it's rotted. It's a cesspit here right now. But I'm just thriving in my beautiful little world doing sex positive as much as possible and just trying to thrive despite everything else burning down. That's what we have to do. The world is on fire, right? I mean, it's literally on fire soon. Yeah. (laughs) I actually welcome the fire. I would welcome the flames right now. I I am so ready for the apocalypse. Are you ready for the apocalypse? Yeah, I'm ready for the apocalypse. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of living for it right now. And you know what? Fire's a little bit hot. It's a little bit sexy. So It's sexy, right? I'm so down to be running around the desert with like a flamethrower or something. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Bring it on. I will, I will join I, you. I was going to say, my friend and I have decided we're going to write a musical about post-apocalyptic world where all femme people are in charge and the cishet men, they can kind of stay to be like cat minders because there's obviously going to be a lot of cats about. Yeah. And I feel like you'd be the perfect person to join us. I would love that. I I do feel like we need some kind of like femme and non-binary commune that's just for us to like thrive in and men are just like our plaything. Literally just they them. just serve a purpose. Like they what what more do they have? They don't need anything else. Yeah. We need we need lots of things. And they they could just just shut up for a century or so. Honest, <laughs> honestly, unless unless a cis man is handing me money i don't want anything from him i have nothing to gain from them <laughs> apart from money i mean we're alienating yeah. a lot of uh, uh my audience right now but i really don't mind they know it's the truth oh, but you, but you know what, knows. a lot a lot of the audience will tend to be people that like humiliation so maybe they won't have a problem with that <laughs> And they've got they've got two they've got two very kinky, two very kinky folk like talking about them right now. So I'm sure it's <laughs> what they need. There you go. It's Christy, you're gonna be so much fun to have as a guest. But I want to know about your podcast. What what was the sort of like inspiration behind it to even start that journey? So all the way with Chris J was literally just I love very and I need to bring it back for that reason, but it was a very sex positive thing just about like being open about being a sex worker being open about being a brown trans sex worker in the in the pandemic and wanting to spread those stories spread my legs and spread some positivity because it felt like we really needed it as things were becoming more and more oppressive and I wanted to kind of start telling or helping people tell their stories, people that wouldn't necessarily get the chance to do so normally. But it just kind of fell to the wayside because I've been going through so much in my transition that everything else has just kind of taken over, you know? 
but I'll get back to it eventually. It's too good of a name and too good of an idea. The name is killing me. I I immediately, if I saw that on my Spotify and I saw your face and I saw some just, just nice, nice, beautiful, nice branding. I would immediately yeah. click on this. I in my head I can see it. I know nice, nice branding doesn't give it any justice at all, but I'm so yeah. here for it. I'm so it, ready for it. And it's kind of wild as well because I haven't done an episode for two years. But I still get notifications all the time that I'm getting more and more listeners. So I'm amazing. Will... I'm gonna go and immediately listen to it all the way with Chris J. I'm right, I'm writing it down for my ADHD brain. Thank you. <laughs> how long have how long have you been doing your podcast? So I started my podcast in 2017, I think. I also have had a two-year gap or so. Um, I released like two episodes, um, no, four episodes over sort of the end of lockdown, but they were monologue episodes because I sort of got to the point where my life had changed so much from when I began that I was like, oh, damn, I've got to get all these things off my chest. Yeah. Um, all these things that I want to talk about that I know if I end up interviewing people, I end up being like, drama jump. And I just don't want to do I, that. <laughs> I hear that. And it's good, to, it's good to do that sometimes to just kind of, it's actually why I love audio messages on WhatsApp because you can really get everything out there in one go. And the nuance and the tone and the nuance and the tone. So Damn that in a text message. I've had so many relationships turn to shit really? in a text message because I can't understand my nuance and tone in like what I'm saying. I'm, I'm the direct. Is, I'm the blunt bitch. Everything is read as aggressive when it's not aggressive. It's like it's just direct <laughs> and like spoken yeah. in a sweet tone, but they can't hear it. Yeah, can can you not see from all the heart emojis? But I mean this kind of literally. You're how many how many fucking kisses do I have to put in there for it to not be aggressive? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christy, you're sweet. We're so similar. I think it's good. It's good. I'm not yeah, I, I I get I get I really get like the good yeah. sparky vibe off of you. Yeah. Um, and it's really great to see somebody that's a sex worker that ha- just has such an open honest um vibe about them that's what i gel with and that's Thank what i love so what, what makes me so proud to do what i do <gasps> you're such a babe christy i want to know more about you though so what is it that really sort of makes your heart be like you said oh you uh, you didn't mention this actually while we were recording but you told me the other day that you write poetry yeah i do um so Tell i'm working about that I'm working on a book right now, which is um, called Transplant. And it's basically about being a brown trans gal in the UK, growing up, feeling out of place, feeling lost, feeling alone. Um, I grew up in a family that were pretty abusive and controlling, and I don't really have a relationship with them. But feeling like I was always a problem... And the reason why I called the book Transplant is because a transplant is something that brings a system back to health, to restores it. And that's, for me, in coming out and being who I am, that's what I'm doing now in living this beautiful fucking life. And I wear everything I have proudly, like being a person of colour, being part Asian, part Black, um, I wouldn't say I wear part British with pride, but <laughs> um, be, being a trans gal, being a sex worker, all of these things are things I hold very dearly to me and I'm not ashamed of. And I just want to help people 
anyone that feels like they relate in any way um, to just kind of know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I can so relate so much because I don't know about you. I didn't have many or at least role models who I still have as role models now. Like when yep. I was growing up, I had role models, of course, but I feel very much like I figured a lot of stuff out on my own. Can you relate to that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. I I would say growing up, a lot of my role models, I mean, my first role model was Britney Spears. Oh my gosh, what a babe though. What a babe. Like Still killing it uh, now. My role models have always been like strong, empowering women. Always. Um, I loved pop music growing up. That was my comfort for everything. Yeah. And like people like Britney and um the Spice Girls as well, like stuff oh like my that God, was of got me through childhood, got me through bullying, got me through the queer phobia, um, eating disorders, all of that stuff. Um, kind of that went through life. Like that was my comfort. Oh, and that was the I thing that, that got me through. That's so and cute. Yeah. And and we need that. But I feel like for me now. I almost see myself in not an arrogant way, but as like my own role model because I'm, yeah, I am a person that I have to look up to. Yeah, fuck yeah. Especially if you don't see anybody around that you can relate to on all levels, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not, it's not like I'm um, a huge person, but I do get those messages sometimes where people are like, oh, it's so inspiring what you do and I, what I've learned from you and I want to do that. And, so if I can be that person that I never had growing up, then Hell I'm going to yeah. fucking do that. Hell yes. With your online presence, Chris J, do you love having those conversations with people? I know Twitter and or X or whatever you want to call it, so toxic. I mean, like most platforms are pretty fucking yeah. toxic nowadays. But do you enjoy having those sorts of conversations with people? Yeah, I do. I feel like social media has just kind of opened, opened a whole other world up for me. Um especially with my transness of finding literally a family because the majority of people that were in my life before I came out are not in my life anymore. And um, from protests and social media, I really built an actual trans fam of people that don't just see me for me, but see me and love me. Yeah. And don't set this idea in my head of who I am. They just literally ask who I am. And we watch each other thrive and we celebrate that. And that's what we need more in the world. So much so. Uh, some people, honestly, I don't think they have friends or close friends that they can relate yeah. to that statement in any way. And obviously social media is incredibly fucking toxic as well. Like I get a lot of negativity. I get a lot of hate. I get a lot of troll accounts online, um, especially in sex work. But there's also so much fucking positivity there and kindness and love and nourishing, you know, celebrating people and watching each other's thrive is amazing. It's honestly, my favorite feeling is gratitude and like feeling proud of my friends, seeing their achievements, seeing what they're happy. Cause like we say, toxic social media, you only post the things you're proud of, but yeah, those are things I love to see in my friends. And obviously we check in with them in the in-between side, but yeah, and I, I love, love seeing like I love seeing the body positivity as well. That's the thing that always makes me so happy. I mean, sex work. I, always I love that. I will always celebrate somebody taking control and ownership of their body and fucking loving it, and not not even if they're not selling it, but just posting about it. And and I don't have to be attracted to that person. It's not about 
an attraction to that person, although it's so fucking sexy seeing somebody being confident in themselves. I mean, there's different ways of being sexy, isn't there? Like, there's totally different ways of being attracted to a human, but liberation and bodily autonomy and even Mm -hmm. that sort of rebelliousness, I find really attractive too. Yeah, completely. And I'm a fucking fucking pansexual anyway, so I find pretty much everyone attractive. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) It's just seeing that, it's seeing that openness and seeing people find that comfort and love within themselves and nourishing it. Loving that themselves, yeah. Is so amazing. I so amazing. That. I love that so much. Do you have any advice for somebody who perhaps is on Twitter, perhaps isn't, or is too afraid to sort of venture out and find that queer family like you did online or sex yeah. family like we did online and uh do you have any words of advice for them? How how do they find those communities? It's really hard, I think, um, especially because if you're like a young trans person, it can be really hard to find yourself just going to a protest or just going to, say, a trans night in a local area or, or travelling to go to one. It's really fucking hard. But I feel like it's sometimes just, even if you buy that ticket and you don't go, just holding up hope that you know one day I'll go one day I will go and I'll go to this thing you know um and say and don't be hard on yourself if you don't feel strong enough on the day to go to something you will you will one fucking day you will one day because there are people out there and you know you might you might go to a trans night maybe and maybe you don't feel like you fit in maybe you don't feel comfortable maybe it's just not the right people for you but there will be the right people out there for you and for me, it's just about holding out hope and just kind of keeping going and believing in yourself. Because the hardest thing for me initially was believing in myself. Now I fucking believe in myself. Totally. I can relate so hard. Even believing that people want to hang out with you or, or, you know, that people, those people do exist, you know, right? Believe, believing believing yeah. that you deserve to enjoy yourself and have a good time is really fucking hard. Believing that you deserve good people around you is really hard. But for me, the thing is always, I always tell people, if you're going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, why aren't you giving yourself the benefit of the doubt? Why aren't you Why aren't you nourishing yourself the way you nourish every other fucking person in your life? Do you know what I mean? We literally had this conversation, I think yesterday or the day before, like, we what did. the hell am I doing? Like, beating myself up, speaking about myself yeah. like this. Yeah. And and we need we need to we just sometimes we just need to remind one another to be like hey be good to yourself today check in on yourself today how are you feeling what so much well. do you need because otherwise we're just going to be like depleted people who have given all our energy to everyone and we've got absolutely fucking nothing back because the majority of the time the people out there are, will take everything from us and then we've got nothing they want to drain us give. yeah they want to drain us you know and we. I want to drain their bank accounts, but that's not the same thing. (laughs) Absolutely. I want to drain all the horrible narcissists from the House of Parliament, but we've got to start with us first. We've got to keep our cups full. (laughs) We have to. We have to. And we we, we can't be running on empty if we want to do that either. For sure, babe. I think somebody said to me the other day, or they even say to me quite a lot, sex workers seem to always be burned out because Mm. there's so many elements to our job. And yeah. then just life at the moment as well. We, we're always being constantly undermined and mm. um, 
judged and um i think too often people will assume that we are useless we aren't good at anything the majority of the time sex workers are the most talented oh. fucking incredible like, people we do machines. everything yeah we are literally we li- whenever people ask me what sex work in- entails i always tell them it's fucking customer service is literally okay. making everyone happy being you know your, what own I mean? fun, your, your own editor photographer producer stylist script writer even all the boring things like data management and like oh oh, social social media Uh, all of these things that go into it and then we have so many things outside of that as well you know i i i write poetry i write music all of the um all of this stuff you know we all have these things that we we are also doing outside of that as well do you find that creativity and sex workers go? Mm-hmm. Do you think we yeah. it, you used art as an outlet for your emotions or any sort of journeys? Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely have done before. I'll be honest, I struggle with sex work a lot right now because I'm going through a lot of dysphoria. And the hardest thing for me at the minute is looking at myself in a camera or like going back and editing footage. Mm-hmm. But I'm also still fucking doing it, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah no, I feel like but I, I feel like put it I feel like putting that stuff into it. It's like I'm in an incredibly gorgeous gal, even if no what everyone doesn't see me as a gal, you know? But I find so That's much confidence in doing that more and more. You know, because this Living. is me. And for me with sex work, people always have to people will always come to me because I'm a specific person they come to us specifically because they want what we have that no one else has precisely and that's one thing I love about sex work although there's a lot to be said for the sort of fetishizing of um, Mm -hmm. minority people you know but um there's literally the every single variety of human being which is awesome personality inside outside cosmically yeah it is really cool and we get to meet people like each other Yes, exactly. And <laughs> I love having these conversations and just vibing with people like yourself, you know, yeah. and just knowing that we all have this thing in common, but we're all so different and unique. Massively. You know, I rarely meet a sex worker I don't get along with. Um, I mean, there's obviously people who are not great. That just happens mm-hmm. in life, right? But yeah. like, I cannot pretty much guarantee you that like, okay, there's something you don't like about me or something I don't like about you. We can reason with that. Like, yeah. just great great skills at holding like almost contrasting things in exactly and there are so many different avenues of sex work and so many different kinds of sex workers as well like there's a lot of judgment of people that don't even realize that there are disabled sex workers there are very kink specific sex workers i would say i'm a kink sex worker a lot of the time a lot of the stuff people come to me is for kink stuff you know Mm. um and i'm i wear that with pride really fucking wear that with pride i feel like there shouldn't be any shame in kink or sex work or sex positivity as long as it's like fucking between consensual adults and it's not like scarily dangerous dangerous sorry yeah it's not bad and if it's it's not hurting anybody if it's if it's if the person is being celebrated or even if they're Uh being humiliated with consent then that sort of just is all within the realms of exploring identity yeah. and boundaries and things like that. And that, that's what I love about sex work too. Like, so many interesting minds. And that's space as well. Like, even in 
even in kink, that is a safe space to explore and to lose yourself and maybe not be yourself. Mm. Playing a character is definitely something that was a big part of my identity, sort of exploring. How about you? Yeah, I feel like I've definitely gone through that thing of roles at times as well. Um, I've loved being the submissive a lot, but I've realised I'm actually quite dominant as time goes on. I've come to this realisation as well. The older I get as well. Yeah. The dominant I become. And I I feel like people misunderstand that anyway, because there's actually a lot of dominance in being the submissive because you are are gaining everything that you want and the dom wouldn't be expressing themselves in the way they were if the sub wasn't there yeah you know and people don't think all about the power that a lot. Is all the power is yeah. yours right yeah all the boundaries exactly, everything. exactly. The, it realistically it's the sub that actually draws those lines and those yeah. boundaries um and i love balancing that and being kind of i suppose a switch and just going back and forth and veering yeah. with people dependent on the relationship and dependent dependent on the person and the chemistry that's precisely it depending on the sort of just human being that they are depends on my type of attraction to them I guess kind of linking back to what we said earlier but Mm. when when I'm incredibly attracted to someone I'll be honest all the walls are down and pretty much everything is on the table yeah yeah (laughs) so so I love I love that. I love being able to explore all the different colours that I'm able to explore. Ooh, I love that. The whole spectrum, the whole prisms. Yeah, the spectrum, yeah. you know, and vibing. And every relationship like that is different. Well, um, I mean, I don't want to pry too much into your personal life, Chris Jay, but what what do you, what's your general sort of, I guess, approach maybe is the wrong word, but like your sort of relationship view of of relationships like obviously there's monogamy polyamory but I I think relationships are so different in each one yeah I think personally they deserve to be held in almost like a totally different sort of category yeah I feel like about it I feel like relationships is such a broad thing anyway because we all have different relationships with different kinds of people right but for me um I tend to keep like um, romantic relationships separate from everything. But I also am very much in the frame of mind now where I feel like polyamory is fucking awesome. And if you have so much love to give, why would you limit yourself to one person? Oh, this is what I hear all the time. Like I just, I I associate with being a being of pure love, just like so much Mm -hmm. love, just like gushing out of every orifice of mine. Babe, you literally spark. You spark so much love. Aww. If you spark so much love, how could you just limit that to one person to give? Right. It would be it would be dampening my flame, I think, to to restrict it in a way, and to even to share my love with a person who would want to restrict it or wouldn't want to be mm. curious about just like the nature of love as it is. Yeah, I I feel like as I get older, the walls and the ideas from um societal bullshit have just come down and my idea yeah and that concept the whole concept of a relationship and what that means has just changed so much for me through life likewise definitely I really um I've really been delving into my brain for these last few years and I've come to the conclusion that do I have a personality or are they all just trauma responses (laughs) 
<laughs> I hear that. I hear that as well. It's hard not to get lost in the trauma response. For real, babe. For real. <gasps> Beautiful humans. I may or may not have done a and lost a section of our beautiful chat um i'm blaming zoom not me but in case the themes here seem off and there's a bit of conversation missing you're not going crazy it's me it's always me it's always a it's always something but it's fine because the wonderful christy is still here thank fuck for that hi babe hi babe <laughs> it's all good <laughs> Maybe there was stuff in that conversation that nobody was meant to hear. Maybe the universe was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe maybe they were like, this, this is too spicy. This is too <laughs> spicy for Spotify or whatever device you're listening, whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. With our embarrassing stories, like Zoom's like cringed at us. It's not like, <laughs> y'all don't want that. <laughs> yeah, just in case it was missing. I know you were asking me about um, who my favourite poets are. And I was saying like, yeah, I've never really been yeah one to read poetry myself although I write it I've just always found a love with like songwriters and who was that wonderful from... band for the people again the Pierce. The yeah. yeah check out their song Kings um and the whole album actually creation but that song specifically is the most empowering shit that you're gonna I love hear that so much I love that witchy vibe there was this great band I saw at um Broomtown Festival this year called Message from the Ravens and it was exactly that. I mean, just everything. Love. But their voices, the way they harmonize. Yeah. Ethereal, it's stunning. Like ethereal, that's the exact word. It's, I'd say the same with like first aid kit as well. Definitely. I don't know if you have first no. aid kit. There, there are so many bands that I need to listen to. Yeah, I love that. I love, I love, dis- I love like talking to someone else that loves music and just like discovering somebody I never yeah. knew before. Oh my gosh, same. Like I have a really eclectic music taste as well. And, I, and most people I know do. I don't know if it's an ADHD thing or just a really cool, interesting person thing. You know, we're amazing. I don't, I don't, I, like, I get that everyone has a certain type of music maybe that they love. I couldn't imagine going through life and just being like, this one genre of music is the only thing I'm ever going to listen to. I like, I'll go to a metal festival and the uh, sort of alt scene is sort of where I cut my teeth and grew up. But then after that, like, I'm like, don't play me any more rock songs for the next month. Like, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, over yeah, you, Britney Spears. You kind of get it out of your system. And then you're like, yeah. okay, I just need I just need some vibey shit right now. A different type of my personality, yeah. right? Like, different areas of my life, different moods, different seasons. What what song would you say is would soundtrack your year right now? Oh, my year right now? Hey. Oh, on the new Doja Cat album, there's a song called go off and it says little mama go off and it's just lists all these things in the way that you're slaying but some people might think you're weird though they like don't get you but like it's just like do that go off little mama go off and it's, that. that's totally the soundtrack to me and the fact it's just come out and it's fucking amazing do you like doja cat yeah i do i i do um i hate being that basic but say so is that song that just <laughs> always is I know it's like the most generic pop. No, but like, oh, I love it. It's just such a good song. Yeah, such a good song. When it hits um, the heartboard. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it's so it's a million and one pop songs at the same time. There's some songs like that, isn't oh. there? Just millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're just like something extra. They're like outside space and time. Yeah, completely. Mm. Christian, would you say you're quite a witchy bitch? Like you're giving oh, yeah. vibes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, I'm a Wiccan, so um, yes. I'm not. I'm not so much practicing these days, but it's always in there. You mm. know, I still have my fucking crystals everywhere. Yeah, I still have all <laughs> right of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, majorly. Um, no, I've Love I've it. always been that person. That's why, again, like Stevie Nicks was somebody I always fucking loved growing up. Yeah. Um, I always looked at her and thought she was just so inspirational as a woman, as somebody that just fucking stood in her own light and her own confidence and right. did what the fuck she wanted. Yeah, and was kind of promiscuous and kind of like lived life big and loud and outside of the confines of what a polite... Unash- unashamedly. Yeah, like, unashamed. Yeah, truly like tasting the delights of life. And I love that. Completely. Yeah. Completely not not giving a fuck. I, I loved that so much. Um, so yeah, I've always been a very spiritual person. For me, there's so much out there in the universe and around us that we should be conscious of, but also like celebrating and nourishing mm-hmm. and helping to thrive around us at the same time. Literally that. It was the talk about cycles that put that thought in my head, like just being in tune, just in tune with your yeah. body, with the seasons, with what's going on like energy wise in the world right it's really it's really good it's really good to be and I've always been someone that I'm a lover anyway but I've always been someone that's like I want to give good to someone and maybe good will come back to me you know oh my gosh and that's such a big thing and sort of like paganism or wicked yeah sort of like yeah and it harm none do what you will you know I've always lived by that there you go there you go I mean comes back right and you know what it does in a way I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of karma happen in life. Yeah. Sometimes, all I'll say is sometimes karma takes its fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there are yeah. some people 
maybe deserve some karma going to them a little sooner. But, yeah. you know, we are in control of that. The universe is in That's control. It. That's it. I mean, like, I think the thing about karma is karma comes from people, but uh, we we really put our own sort of like personal spin on it. Like yeah. goodness, goodness and badness is mostly subjective. Like there's some things that are quite obviously good and quite obviously bad, like killing people. But yeah, yeah. I've sort of lost my thread there, but you know, karma, karma, karma does what it wants. Doesn't really care what we think, but mm. it comes. It does come. Yeah, it does come. It does come. You just have to believe. And I'm a believer. I'm a believer in positive. And I would say, I I wouldn't say like I want negative to happen to people. I just believe that you get what you put out there. You really do, though. You do like just being in tune with those sort of like wills and the energy within you, just sort of empowers you to live that yeah and we you know we're, we're good we're good energies we put good stuff out there and that's why for me sex work I mean I just want to make people happy that's Honestly. all it is I make... same with entertainment like I, I love doing a throwing events parties stage shows anything that can bring sort of like joy or that spark or that little bit mm. of escapism to anybody's day life whatever that is to me so wonderful like that really nourishes my soul yeah that, and you know you're feeding that energy in other people and you're nourishing you feel that it going around you right yeah like you, you feel it, it. You feel it it's like nourishment but like yeah energy nourishment exactly love so Chris Jay, something you said to me in the other section that we might have lost might have not we don't know at this point was that you're going to a sore experience for Halloween yes the most terrifying yeah. thing to me but you also and you love horror. horror I do I'm tell me about a... your love for horror love. because I cannot I'm relate so... love for horror my my love for horror comes from the VHS generation of wow. like watching um Scream and Urban Legend a million and one times on fucking Halloween H2O I can't explain how much I love that shitty fucking movie <laughs> it's the worst movie in the world but I love it you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind if of a theme yeah it's really hard to explain that kind of movie generation in horror to people because unless you are watching it on a grainy VHS it's really difficult to kind Honestly. of explain how how much it hit hard yeah um, and it was still new but, at that point right like really yeah, we weren't so desensitized it was, to it yeah. It was still new, exactly. I I was I remember I saw Gremlins when I was a kid, and that was, that was quite just traumatizing like, as a kind of, like a little one. Yeah, <laughs> I I was actually obsessed with it. That, really? I saw that I saw Chucky Love it. when I was really oh, little. So and I was just like, I'm kind of here for this. And the more I saw horror, the more I enjoyed it. And wow. I love. I that. wouldn't say I wouldn't say there's anything that really scares me in horror. The only thing I can't deal with is I have um. I have a phobia of snakes, so I can't watch anything with snakes. But other than that, it's well, I'm good. Come I'm to good my to house go. then. <laughs> Don't come to my house, babe. I'm so glad you said that because I would have invited okay. you in, and I have two snakes. <laughs> okay, that's that's good to know, babe. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brought up swiftly. Moving on. <laughs> What's your favorite old school horror movie? There's an advert for Scream on my TV right now, which I think is a classic. Yeah, What's Scream your is. Yeah. Scream is one of my favorites. It really is. It's that it's that one, but that's one I, I, I can would, get on board with, yeah. Yeah. I would also say Halloween as well. 
Oh really? Yeah, I, I I'm I'm such a slut for Michael Myers. Like uh, I, some Michael really Myers. Fancy him? Do you think he's hot? Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger. The things I would do for those men. <laughs> With the face or without the face? The the burn. I don't. Is that don't right? Know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't even answer that question because it's probably really fucked up and traumatic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. It's so true. I'm wondering if it's that about them that makes them so sexy like I don't know I always go for damaged toxic men I don't know about you yeah so same (laughs) toxicity toxicity attracts me if I feel like there's danger involved I'm probably gonna go towards or if I need to fix them I'm like oh I can help you I can can fix you I'm the girl that will fix you I know I'm the one but also I like some fucked up shit when it comes to kinks and maybe it'll work there you go like it's like okay but the sex is good so (laughs) what do you want me to do yeah I feel like that's an excuse people use a lot. It's like, no, but sex is amazing. I mean, <gasps> I've, I've used that excuse before. Yeah, he treats me like shit, but the sex is incredible. The sex is amazing. I'm going to go back like one more time or two more times. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And then you're like, oh no, <laughs> he's ruined my life again. How did this Yeah, happen? he's ruined my life and I don't have the amazing sex anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And you know what's better? Loving yourself. Overall, mm. feels better. Mm-hmm. yeah in realizing that we actually deserve more I like I yeah. I I always used to feel like I was quite lonely and it was only with a friend of mine recently they kind of said to me I don't think it's loneliness I think it's more solitude I think you're good with solitude and you're comfortable being by yourself mm-hmm. and I was like that's, that's actually it oh so good like, that's so good yeah I feel like actually, more comfortable I'm I've become more comfortable with just being by myself and knowing that I can be in my own safe space and I can be fine and I can I can vibe by myself you know I totally I take myself out on dates yeah same yeah same, same. If, if I didn't take myself out I would probably wouldn't actually go out <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like it goes three days my front door hasn't opened I'm like ah, uh, I'm gonna take myself somewhere like it's just gonna take me for a walk and just hang out with yeah. me mm. <laughs> Like we're obviously we're talking about this in autumn right now. Autumn is like the perfect time for like those those like solitudey walks, grabbing yes. a coffee and the leaves are falling and everything's so you know, true, it's Halloween, Halloween around the cor- corner. It's a oh, best I love like, seeing all the Halloween decks and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I wish Halloween was more of a thing when I grew up. I would have loved that. Yeah, for sure. Like the American Halloween is a huge thing. I I remember I was there once for the Halloween and it was just everywhere. Like everything shuts down. It's like, we're all celebrating Halloween. And it's like, yeah. wow. Like I wish that was more of a theory in the UK. Are you, when it comes to Halloween, are you somebody that um, believes like, like what's your kind of costume vibe for Halloween? I mean, it is the the uniform of the hot bitch to be as slutty as possible, of course, isn't yeah. it? But I seem to embody that most days of the year. So I don't know. I think I should go for that. Really gory. I generally go for a shock factor. Um, I like painting my whole body one color, like red or something. No, like a devil. Even my asshole. Like it really. It's a it's a full job. It's a work. And to pay somebody to do it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What's your go to outfit? Do you have one? Okay, this is really sad. I've never been to Hall- a Halloween party in my life. Oh, baby, you must have dressed up, right? No, I never have. Hey. I, I, I literally, I'm just somebody, I will literally just be in the, 
I would probably just be in a fucking rabbit costume because I spend most of my life like in in onesies at home. So that would probably just be me in the (gasps) dumbest fucking costume. Babe, honestly, my friends, like like I was saying, we spend a lot of our life being absolutely stunning hot bitches. Yeah. So like after an event or something, my friends would just come down from the dressing room like in their onesies and just be on the dance floor, and everyone would be like, "Why are you in a onesie?" And it's like, "I'm not working anymore. I'm I'm off the clock." Like. Exactly. Really? This, yeah. is, this, is, this is actually the real me. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I look like most of the time, which is like bundled into something. Yeah. Covered in cushions and fluffy things. One of the things I realised from transitioning was that I never thought I used to have fashion sense. I've actually got a fucking fashion sense now. Hey, I, of course I, you do. I, I always used to, no, but I always used to just chuck myself in like a hoodie and jeans and be like, mm. oh, well, this is life. And then I realised, wait, I can wear that colour I didn't think I could wear or I can do that. Love I can that. take chances on stuff. And now I just fucking try anything and I love it. Yeah. Is it is it sort of a, like I, I will always put on some really extravagant clothes if I'm having a bad or like a low or mm. like just a struggly day. Like I have a jacket yeah. that I call my get out the front door jacket and I put it on because if I'm like, oh God, I can't do it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can maybe do it in this jacket. Yeah. Like. How do you relate yeah. to that with clothes? I I do. Yeah. I've realized I have a huge love for faux fur. Oh, uh, same bit. I have a huge love for animal prints. Oh, like I anything, anything bold and extravagant is really me. I just vibe with everything that's big and makes a statement and yeah. gets people turning their heads and looking and they're like, who the fuck is she? Who does she think she is? Give them some stare at. Who the fuck is she? Who the fuck? And and you know what? You're welcome, because maybe I made the day a little bit better. Honestly, I know you did. I know there's people that walk past you and been like, "Oh fuck, I wish, I wish I had the confidence to dress like so boldly," or, or oh, I never thought to try that. Like, but that person has, and now I know that. Yeah. Now I know it exists I live, in the world. I yeah. live in a really like weird, restrictive, like conservative Tory kind of area. It's very white and it's very land so mm. if i can be that little bit of bold colorful queerness yeah. that just walks down the street and says hi i'm here i'm trans what's your problem take up space then i'm vibing yeah taking up I space Vis- visibility is so important like even in this area i live in i've had people come up to me like it's amazing to see trans representation just in visibility in the street i'm like Hi, thank you. I'm literally just going out to get milk. Uh, I'm just existing. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's very sweet. You know? Yeah. Especially in a town where people aren't always so nice, right? Like I live in yeah. a I live in a, a place that I would describe similarly. And I just don't it's just it's just a it's tricky. It's tricky to know who to talk to. How do you how do you process that though in your mind? So I I moved here because I lived in central London and I wanted to move outside London for my own health. Um, And at the time I struggled with being on my own, but I can really relate to um, what you were saying about solitude now because I love being on my own. Love, 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 love. So I moved to this tiny town with the sort of idea that I would never be here because I travel so much. And now I do spend a lot of time here, but I spend it in my own home and I, I still don't really go out and socialize. I struggle sometimes if I have to interact with people in certain places because whilst I wouldn't ever actually like be mean to someone on purpose like I just don't I can't understand why people do that but like when I when someone's serving me in a shop and they're like reading the daily mail I'm like 
I can't relate to you in any way. Like, what are you doing? Like, you do know you're really a horrible, hateful thing. Like, yeah, I can't relate. Like, mm. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I understand that a lot. Um, <laughs> and I really struggle with social stuff as well because I'm such an anxious little bean, like oh. going somewhere and feeling like, I maybe maybe I don't fit in or maybe I feel out of place or maybe the people around don't get me as much as I Understandable wish. Understandable fear though, babe, right? Like They did. Yeah. Yeah. But I also just throw myself in those situations anyway and just hope for the best. I, I'm exactly this. I'm literally like, oh, this could go horribly. Like I know it could go horribly and it could hurt me. But like I'm going to do it because I also just why like why not why not yeah. like life is kind of just a a load of choices at the end of the day isn't it so I'm yeah. gonna choose to do it yeah and I feel like for me protests especially like go really embolden me to to kind of face stuff like that as well yeah because if you've never been to a protest before and you feel so passionately about something you really meet your family there you meet other people that it's feel like yeah yeah, and and it just gives you this energy and this fire that go that makes you go. You know what? I'm gonna fucking face everything. Yeah. So what? Somebody called me the tea slur in the street the other day because I've just met two thousand fucking people yeah. the, the way that I feel. Literally, exactly this, and people who are willing to like just be kind to you just because you're there, like with them, and like because yeah. you have a common shows- ground. Exactly. And kindness isn't that hard. People try to find a vision. Like if once you're among your people, like look how easy it is to love. Like Yeah. And the second the second that like I mean I have to shout out um Felix from Transactivism UK, but everyone (gasps) from Transactivism UK because Felix, yes. Felix gave me my first opportunity to speak at a protest in twenty twenty one. And I had only just come out a few like a month before and they found me and were like Mm oh I'd love to have you like speak yeah. and they felt like yeah like people like that had just come out when weren't getting those opportunities so for me getting on that stage and screaming screaming into a mic for 11 minutes was the most empowering thing that so I never much. thought yeah I never thought I'd ever be able to do and now I can't fucking stop doing it but that's that's exactly it like all it takes is that one person to sort of like unlock that door for you and then you step through it and what a floodgate is opened and us doing that for other people has such a cascading effect and anyone doing it for anyone else has such a cascading effect and I I know you would have had that with people coming up to you and saying you're so fucking amazing and inspirational and I've got this energy and vibe off of you and knowing that you've knowing that you've been that representation for someone that we never had yeah it's exactly wild yeah literally like you can you can change the world by literally existing by being that person that someone will then look to as a blueprint yeah. or whatever you know like literally just by being authentic you don't have yeah. to do anything dramatic to change the world you just have to no be. you just have to be you just yeah. have to be you just have to be honest and obviously being saying like going on a stage even at a trans uh, trans rights protest and saying i'm a sex worker makes things difficult because there's still stigma there you know i would have organizations reach out to me say love to work with you love to do something with you they follow me and then the second that they see the reality of sex work Mm -hmm. you never 
Exactly. It's this weird sort of like respectability thing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. Respectability policies, that's still something that we're all having to kind of unpack and just try and work our way through. Massively. I say this to people all the time. I'm like, y'all need to unpack your shame around sex and the fact that you're unwilling to have the conversations because... We, yeah. We've been speaking about it for a long time, but a lot of people can't engage or won't engage because A, they're worried about corporate repercussions and B, they're uncomfortable on a personal level, right? And I'm yeah. like, I don't have space for your discomfort. And, and obviously there are consent issues. If someone doesn't want to see that, that's fine. But if of it's course. about if it's about judgment of them interacting with a sex worker, well, every single person on this planet, I don't care about whether they say it or not, looks at porn looks at online you know the majority of people are out there stroking to the 30 second previews of OnlyFans because (laughs) that's how long it takes them but they wouldn't ever fathom paying a sex worker for what we do right like it's almost as if there's this magical like the magical laundry fairy when you're a teenager and these people's parents do their laundry like where do you think it comes from babe Exactly, you know, mm. we it's the it's that silent mm. kind of that silent thing that's always been there and it's always gonna be there. The, the way the way sex sells just translates to different ways. And actually that's oh something gosh. that when I was young and I've kind of I bought my first queer magazine when I was 14, when I found the like sex phone lines in the back yeah. of that magazine, that was my first obsession. I was literally spending so much money really? on fucking credit calling these these phone fantasy lines <laughs> yeah i love that i used to buy so many nudie mags it was my favorite thing like and you knew the news agents that would sell them to you and yeah. some of them that wouldn't <laughs> exactly or you'd find yeah. you'd find a way to gain access to them yeah a Honestly, way I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying you'd steal them, but you know, that maybe they'll just fall in your bag. Right. Or like I would go home from someone's house with their dad's collection, like whoopsie, like uh, yeah. uh, a little tea leaf for kid, but you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's curiosity, it's bound to. That's bound it. To. And it and it's just it just is, right? Like curiosity is something that's so wonderful and they don't want to foster it in schools, they don't want to foster it in the corporate workforce do they because it's just mm. it really it really enlivens people and curiosity yeah. curiosity leads to individuality and the scariest thing they want they don't want is individuality they don't want us to be individuals they want us to be a binary choice and that's it right and easy to classify with someone much easier to sell or be sold to or whatever mm-hmm. whatever they're doing now mostly selling and being selling <laughs> yeah, i can rel- i can relate i'm also selling <laughs> I mean, we're all part of the big capitalist wheel, aren't we? Here we are. We are. But we just but, do it in our own kind of grassroots kind of way, really. It's, it's much. It's a better way of redistributing the wealth, I think. Like sex work, pay sex workers because sex yeah. workers all the all through all societies and through all sort of like situations of life, like that's the perfect way to distribute the wealth because you know it's going to get to people who definitely need it, and also to a network of people who are well connected to other people and can help other people exactly. just give us all your money and is what i'm saying what's what's something that affects everyone in the world is sexual health and who are the people at the forefront of sexual health or sex work thank you so much i have this conversation with people a lot because the prejudice of, amount 
among sexual health and sex workers is so backwards. People yeah. have this bizarre conception that um, like poor sexual health is like a commonplace thing in sex work, but no, we have no. we have we have to have procedures and stuff to protect our health, to protect our clients' health, to protect anyone else in the industry's health, to protect it's, anyone that witnesses our health. It's huge. If anything, we are more conscious and aware of yeah. our sexual health and other people's sexual health than anyone else that exactly that judges exactly. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again it comes down to this willful lack of knowledge around it because people feel shame or something and they're like oh I don't need to know that that'll never happen to me yeah like oh babe everyone catches a cold like yeah just know about it it. yeah yeah. we are so on top of all of that stuff and if anything it's the generations that came before us that are actually the ones that are falling victim to the lack of sexual health that they had growing quite a like quite an older generation I remember hearing about like a sort of like a bit of an epidemic amongst yeah care hold homes or like older older people communities and stuff because they just didn't have any of this they don't really even know very basic sexual health and um other conditions because they weren't given that knowledge they weren't given that understanding precisely um, I was talking actually about this on um a panel last week about the thing need to change in sexual health and the fact that one of the things that really needs to change is the fact that the primary product that we're given at sexual health centers is usually just condoms and there's so much more that we need than just condoms like condoms are great to a point but like only if only if you've received the proper instruction on them or you're using them in like a hetero way or like, you know, like there's and there's so many other things that need to be taken into account, right? Like your mouth exactly. or anywhere else. Exactly. And you know what? You know where I get, usually get those products? Off right. of, of, of a sex worker run systems. That's you know? literally it. Like sex worker breakfast in London, stuff I like that. Say them. They're so good. Yeah. Always have it. They always have a supply of stuff always have a supply of stuff and Can't it's, PPE. Say I go it's ppe effectively isn't yeah. it i've had somebody it argue is. this with me and i'm like what do you what would you class it as it's, it's personal protection at work exactly isn't it is it not literally like one of those um it's literally it one of those we've just cleaned the floorboards at, like your work office you know it's literally just the the alternative it's literally of that. that it's literally that that's literally just in daily in and out for us like yeah and yeah, you know what which is has just taken me to like a mental image of that um where there's blame there's a claim advert for when I was a kid of that woman falling in an office <laughs> oh babe I've got a word to have a durex <laughs> <laughs> there's a blame there's a claim yes <laughs> that's so good can we can we do some comedy sketches of this I just oh, promise you know we, sex we workers are so to, funny we, we need to do that I realize I that's actually something I feel like we need to do is we need yeah. to do like comedy workshops we need to do yeah. more yeah because oh. we have so much originality and individuality sparking in us that we need Before to have yeah. just kind of let it all out and the stories we could tell yeah honestly that's that's how people like absorb information the best is like through storytelling that's why it's yeah. such a huge theme through humanity how our history is passed on storytelling so Every, everything's a good story out. us <laughs> everything is word of mouth the, sh- the shit I've been asked to do like and I'm sure with you as well like the stuff we've been asked to do and the way the way that we've been asked to do it and all yeah. of this you know 
honestly like I, I people always ask me for stories I'm sure there's you know the same off the top of my head I have a few but like if 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 I was to talk about it for any length of time over any length of time like some even crazier wilder things would come out yeah 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 that the the, the memories just kind of start sparking I mean I've been doing this for a long time <laughs> I know. you know I know I, I, I was I was selling sex before I actually knew that's what I was doing oh really yeah sort of in a survival sex work sort of capacity I suppose I was as well I think but I was much younger uh, as places to stay and in exchange for <laughs> drugs I think that was something that I, I tackled in my 20s so yeah and you know what I think a lot of people would feel shame around that but like that's that's completely understandable right yeah like, and, and I think a lot of people can relate life. you know for me everything I make is really going into this fucking beautiful transition that I have now I'm a stunning gorgeous woman but I'm going to be an even more stunning gorgeous woman you're in gonna, a couple of years because... yeah you're going to feel even more yourself like yeah exactly you know if I have to spread my puss a little bit for that I'm going to fucking do that and I will do that with pride because you I gotta make... make money anyway honey you know what I mean like oh yeah. you wouldn't it's just like why do people see our job as not a job or degrading and but then jobs where people are very much exploited not that that doesn't happen in sex work like they they see as normal because they love to minimize us and they love to think that we don't have authority in what we do they love to think they love to say that we are all traumaed and we're all doing it because of something that happened in our childhood or right. something that happened growing up and for some of us that is a reality but for some of us that isn't a reality that's just precisely and that could be a reality but it could be unrelated you know because yeah. I honestly think trauma is such a commonplace amongst humanity especially when we're Everywhere. all growing up with parents who are just children themselves yeah. at the very best yeah and yeah we're all just trying to do the best in life. That's all. That's exactly it. Christy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up now because we have been going for an hour and a half. I really, really hope that middle <laughs> segment isn't gone. Otherwise, it'll only be an hour. But at least I've enjoyed this fucking beautiful, loving, like, fluffy, warm chat with you. Thank you so I've much. Thank you. Um, Can I um add something as well? Because I did prepare, like, a poem just to I was it about off. to ask. I would love to hear some of your work. Okay, awesome. So I have, um, obviously, like I said, everything I'm trying to do is just very honest and empowering. But um, I wrote this poem early in the year about just owning my identity as a brown trans woman and everything that means, everything that entails. So um, this is a piece called Brown. Um, and I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you Thank check you so the much. book out. Eventually comes out. I don't know when it will, it will be. <laughs> we'll be there, Christy. Thank you. Wear that skin with pride. Glow. It's our time to show it off. We've spent too long in the dark, silenced. Now their intolerance has worn off. You heard every slur, every slight, leaving their dry, thin lips. And it ends today. We're our own trend today. There's no price tag on this tin. Wrap yourself up in that brown joy. Know their target is your right. And every time they screamed and hollered, they were intimidated by your fight. Luxuriate in your self-love. Our strength is real. It's owned by us. It's not taken by colonizer hand. So baby, be a sight to behold. 
don't just be grand, be fucking grand. Oh. And when they say brown is disgusting, just remember when it leaves their mouth, we are caramel, we are honey, we are chocolate, we're brown sugar, oh. we're everything fucking delicious that they seek out. So stride, fly, hold your head up high, grow your hair, be bold, embrace that nose. You have every right to cultural clothes. Buy black owned, celebrate how you've grown. Worship your body, forget Western molds. Speak mother tongue, pray to what you believe. Know your culture is always with you, not something you achieve. Cause whilst they appropriate, we start, create, we rebuild, restructure, recover what they take. Shine, raise those hues, we're a palette of beauty. We choose our label, demand a seat at the table, be loud, be proud, know your joy is not a fable. We exist and we resist and unfortunately for them, well, we persist, so we protest, march, we make the tide shift. And baby, know that you are enough as you raise your fist. Oh, oh my God, I lost my shit. That is <laughs> fucking dope, babe. Thank Honestly, you. like, I got watching, chills at several watching moments. You fucking, watching <sighs> you fucking vibe to that was everything. <gasps> and it just, yeah. I went through a journey. I, I started off real high and then I went into like the core and then I came straight back out in celebration. It was amazing. Yeah. Your Thank flow you so is beautiful. Your just the the words, the the rhymes, the like the rhythm is stunning. That yeah, was I love the kind Thank of journey these yeah. songs. Really appreciate you letting me share that. Thank you so much. Honestly, we need to write some poems and also do some really funny shit because you're we such do. a wonderful I, creation machine. I feel like I feel like we have a future of sketch comedy. Babe. <laughs> Honestly, I've been talking about doing comedy with so many people, but then some people just aren't as funny as me, and I really struggle. I feel bad for them, but you, I, I know, you, babe. I know. I, I, I always worry that I'm a little too on the edge or a little too dark for some people because yes. I will go that place um i'm also i'm also weirdly seeing like some kind of sex worker version of taskmaster in our future (laughs) (laughs) with a sex education sort of angle i feel like this could be genuinely really informative like kids need stuff to watch nowadays watch us yeah that's really fucking necessary (laughs) also i just really like taskmaster i love that you like taskmaster as well (laughs) love taskmaster it's It's the most ordering people around it's the most inane bullshit, but I it's love it. Horrible. So- Some of the way the men react, I'm just like, oh, you poor old dinosaur. Like, wow. Yeah, literally. It's really funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Man. Thank you so much for having me. This has been incredible. Thank you so much. Chris J, can you uh, plug your social media or anything upcoming for me? Of course. So, obviously, I'll have the book coming out hopefully next year. Oh, um, I'm, I'm working on the deal right now. Um, but I would love if you could follow me on socials at Chris J. They, that's C-H-R-I-S-J-A-E-T-H-E-Y. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky now, oh, everything. Yeah. Um, also, if you check that, my pinned tweet is a fundraiser, which will help me get rid of this fucking dysphoria and live more my life more beautifully and confidently. So thank you very much because trans healthcare is very fucking expensive. So uh, amen, baby. Please. Amen. Please absolutely donate anything. Anything. Like I know y'all have money. You're listening. I'm talking to you directly yeah. to you. I'm staring at you, Christy, but I'm talking to them. I'm looking at your wallet with money hanging out of it. Give it to us. 
Thank you. White white people, where's the reparations? Honestly, like, I'm a white person, obviously, but white people just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) But listen, pay up, guys. Pay the fuck up, okay? (laughs) Oh, babe, we're about to get kicked off Zoom for the third time. But it's been such a fucking pleasure. Thank you for sharing your art and your soul and your beauty and your creativity and your love with me. Thank you for helping me share my story. And also, can I say thank you for including me in this incredible, incredible production? Seriously, thank you so much. Thank you. Trans women like me don't often get included in this stuff. So seriously, love you. Thank you. I love you so much. And you're exactly where you belong. And I love you. Thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.